Hello and welcome to another new episode of Rando Rob. This is the show where I, Rob Flack O'Hara, pull random things off of my shelf, uh, out of drawers, out of boxes, off of these shelves, off of those shelves, on the shelves behind me, uh, and talk about them and share them uh, with you. And so on today's episode, I have uh, pulled out a random item, and there's a coincidence because I'm wearing a shirt that actually relates to this item. So if you're watching YouTube, you will get a double bonus uh, thing here. Um, I have been, I recently uh, moved, uh, I, I'm, I'm uh, converting to being a full-time work from home employee. I'm not planning on returning to the office uh, on a regular basis. And so, I recently went to the office and cleared out all those things that I had in my office, which of course is, is a year's worth of stuff and it's all work related. But then when I came home, uh, I needed a spot to put these things. Like where do I put these random cables and these post-it notes and, and whatever? Not that I was taking a bunch of post-it notes, but I'm just saying I emptied out the drawers and brought stuff home and I needed room for it. So I'm emptying out drawers uh, around my desk. And I have all my drawers. I, I don't have an actual desk. I have an I, I have IKEA white uh, tables that are I think were four dollars each or eight dollars something. They were very inexpensive. And then I bought legs that screwed into the bottom of them, and I made these tables that go all the way around my room. But they don't have drawers, so I've bought these. Uh, they're the exact height for these Rubbermaid stacks of drawers. I'm sure you've seen them at garage sales. That's where I usually get mine. I'm always amazed when I see them in the stores. I'm like, $30 for plastic drawers? And I buy them for a dollar or two at garage sales. And uh, I just bought a set, and they were covered with um, some young girl stickers that had just unicorns and rainbows and hearts and things. And so, um, and now it smells like... Uh, uh, goof off or goo gone because <laughs> I had to get all that crap off it. Uh, but those are actually out in my workshop. But anyway, I have all these, but there's only so much space to have. So after a while, you, you got to start cleaning these things out. And so long story short, I was cleaning out these drawers and I found something in the back of the drawer. And it, when you say you found something, that kind of implies that it's a small amount of things. No, it's a large amount of things that I crammed on the back of, of one of these drawers. And so I'm going to share those with uh, you now. These are, uh, let me show you one and then we'll move into a few other things. These, this is a terrible one to show. It's not that exciting. Let me grab a different one here. These are literally identical. <laughs> what are the odds of that? Uh, this is, uh, that I'm showing on the screen now, a Ghostbusters 2 trading card. And... Um, it looks like uh, Dan Aykroyd is on this particular card. And it says, that's right, Ghostbusters. Uh, and then on the right it says, we're back and we're better than ever with twice the know-how and twice the particle power to deal with all your supernatural elimination needs. So uh, this is a uh, not a Ghostbusters trading card. It is a Ghostbusters 2 trading card. Now, uh, let's talk very briefly about my history with trading cards. Uh, and I'm saying trading cards because I never owned a sports-related card. I never owned 
baseball cards. I never owned football cards or hockey cards or any other cards that they have that, that had sports people on them. was not interested. I know friends of mine that had baseball cards when they were five and they still have them when they were 50. Um, but it's just not something I personally got into. So the first cards that I had were, <laughs> see if you could guess, were Star Wars cards. There was a, a limited number of Star Wars cards that came in... Um, uh, I believe it's Wonder Bread or Rainbow Bread uh, had a limited series of cards. And then all of a sudden they had uh, cards for all the movies and different series. And, and not only did you get cards, but sometimes you got stickers. Sometimes, well, you got bubblegum and also the backs of the cards um, would have little trivia. It might have a name. So the back of this card says, TV commercial part four. Uh, and then um, uh, it'll have like a, maybe a little trivia fact. Like this has a little trivia fact on here. And this is card number 37. So again, on the back of this card, you can see um, the uh, Ghostbusters 2 logo. You can see information about the card and uh, the number where it says number uh, 37 right there. So uh, this is... A Ghostbusters 2 collectible card. And what's funny is I grabbed two from the stack. And if uh, you look at them here, they are um, identical. They're the exact same cards. Now, you might think, Rob, you've got a couple of Ghostbusters uh, cards in the back of your drawer. And the answer to that is no. I have packs and packs. Uh, some are upside down here. And as I flip through them, uh, all I can feel is... <laughs> the lumps of bubble gum inside. <laughs> uh, I mean, here's the first one, two, if you can hear that, three, four, five, here's six packs. These are unopened, unopened packs of Ghostbusters 2 cards. And you might say, you've got six of those? No. I have dozens <laughs> of these. Hold on, let me pick this thing up here. Uh, I mean, here are 20 packs. <laughs> Let me show you, uh, if you're watching this on the video, I will show you the side. And you can see uh, just how many of these unopened packs <laughs> of Ghostbusters 2 playing cards uh, that you have. Now, we're gonna, I'm going to mention a couple things, and then we're going to talk. First of all, I know what you're saying. Rob, are you one of those guys that doesn't open things? Yes and no. Uh, I have purchased lots and lots and lots of Star Wars toys, especially starting in the 1990s with the Power of the Force line of toys that I did not open. I purchased Star Wars things with the intent of leaving them in the package. And when there were ones that I did want to open, I bought two of them. And I opened one, and I kept one sealed. Uh, it's, it's not a good uh, financial plan to do that especially with star wars things because star wars things in boxes are only worth money from i mean not this isn't a hard rule but in the late 70s early 80s because people didn't didn't buy those toys and not box them up so they would be somewhat rare whereas in the late 90s mid to late 90s when they re-release Star Wars things, everybody bought them and kept them in boxes. So finding them in boxes is not rare at all and does not make them particularly uh, valuable. So I know what you're saying here. Why do you have 20 uh, packs of unopened 
Ghostbusters 2 trading cards. And the reason is because uh, I didn't buy 20 packs of Ghostbusters 2 trading cards. I bought uh, about 80 packs of Ghostbusters 2 trading cards. And I went through and opened them and got a complete set of Ghostbusters 2 trading cards. So what I'm showing now in the video is a uh, box, a little sealed uh, plastic box. Looks like one of the hinges has come off or is broken possibly. Uh, maybe that snaps in, but not gonna fix it today. Uh, but in here is a, com a complete set of, uh, these are just loose Ghostbusters 2 uh, trading cards. But there are, there are many, many, many uh, complete sets of Ghostbusters 2 traded cards. You know, I'm talking on YouTube. There we go. I had to put the little hatch. Um, so I'm going to just take a few out and show some of these on screen just so you can kind of see um, what they look like. But these are all uh, Ghostbusters 2 traded cards. And if we look um, at the back, well, that one's upside down. That one's upside down. Um, but we can see this is number, uh, 64, 28, 19, 18, three. So these are all just out of order, random Ghostbusters two cards. Um, the reason, so these are all extra ones that I got from opening packs and they are all stored in this little plastic box. But why is it done this way? And that's because there's a third book, uh, over on my shelf over there, which, uh, <clears throat> I bought the plastic inserts to store trading cards and I put together a complete set of Ghostbusters 2 <laughs> trading cards. So I have all of them over there numbered one through, I forgot how many there were in the series, but one, two, three, four, five, and that goes through the entire set and I have all of them. Now, uh, some of the cards, I believe on the back, I'm going to take a look at the back here real quick. Most of them have trivia things, but then there was, uh, there's a brief number. Yeah, these are all just trivia cards. Uh, but they had um, like a nine that you could put together for a larger puzzle. I pulled all those cards out as well. So um, so just to recap, I have a, a binder uh, over uh, on my shelf that has a complete set of Ghostbusters 2 trading cards, uh, which I got from opening many, many packs of Ghostbusters 2 trading cards. In this box, I have this little plastic plexiglass box. I have all the cards that were left over from opening those packs uh, that were extra that I didn't need to complete the collection of those. And then next to that <laughs> are all the packs that I didn't even need to open uh, and that's why I have a whole bunch of unopened Ghostbusters 2 packs of trading cards. Now, the last question you might be asking yourself is why on earth do you have, did you start with 80 packs of Ghostbusters 2 bubblegum trading cards? Trading cards. Uh, and I believe this says on the front here, uh, it says eight cards, one sticker, and one stick of bubblegum. Uh, and so the reason is, is because I went to an outdoor antique ball years ago. This was probably 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, uh, antique malls and, and, uh, even outdoor ones, 
I don't want to say especially, but but antique malls and I are definitely a hit or miss thing. I'm not looking for old furniture. I'm not looking for old dolls. I'm not looking for things to decorate my house. And so that is probably 80 to 90% of booths at your uh, run-of-the-mill antique mall. What I'm looking for are toys and electronics from the 70s and 80s. That's what I want. And at this particular outdoor antique mall, there were a lot of uh, beautiful paintings painted on saw blades. <laughs> I remember that. There was a lot of uh, large, large collections of license plates. If you're looking for a license plate from almost any state in any era, there was a guy that had those. There were a lot of things like that for sale. But there wasn't a lot of retro types of items until I ran across a table that was completely covered with vintage trading trading cards. I'm going to look while I'm talking and see if I can find the date, a copyright date. Uh, now, we know Ghostbusters 2, I believe that's, uh, is that 87 or 89? I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, these cards are copyright 89. So there wasn't a lot of other things to choose from other than trading cards. And when I went up, uh, not only did he have trading cards, but he had large boxes that would be a store display of trading cards. So he had a large box of Batman trading cards and inside the box were a hundred packages <laughs> like you would see sitting on a shelf at a grocery store. When you were a kid, they would just open the box and set the box on the shelf and you would pull out one pack and, and purchase the pack for, I don't remember how much they were 50 cents quarter, whatever. So he had an entire box of Ghostbusters two trading cards and I believe they were a dollar a pack. And I said, oh, those are cool. And he, and he says, yeah, not a lot of people into Ghostbusters 2 trading cards. And I said, tell you what, I'll give you $20 for the whole box. And he said, deal. So I bought the entire box of Ghostbusters 2 trading cards with the sole purpose of opening packages and creating a complete set of Ghostbusters 2 trading cards. I want to talk for a brief second about the movie Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2 is was considered to be the worst of the Ghostbusters films until they released the Ghostbusters, the first Ghostbusters reboot with the all-female Ghostbusters. I'm not going to get into that controversy, but I will say not a great movie. Uh, but Ghostbusters 2 all of a sudden was not the worst <laughs> in the series. I enjoy Ghostbusters 2. I don't think it's a great film, but when you see movies like that as a kid, you have a different connection to it than uh, a movie that you might see as an adult. So do I think Ghostbusters 2 as an adult is as good as the original Ghostbusters? Nah, probably not. But as a kid, it definitely had its its moments and, and it was had funny parts and seemed on par with the original Ghostbusters, again, you know, as a teenager's eyes. So I didn't hate the Ghostbusters 2. A lot of people have a lot of hate for that movie, but I don't. I thought it was okay. So do I have a particular connection to Ghostbusters 2? Not really. Do I? Would I put Ghostbusters, the franchise, in my top 10 films? No, probably not. I enjoy Ghostbusters just like everybody who grew up in the 80s enjoys Ghostbusters. Not more, not less. But when I saw these cards, I thought, well, that's an interesting thing to do. Also, I think at the time I bought these, 
and it may have been more than 10 years ago, roughly 10 years ago, but I was writing a lot of articles for the retroist. And so during that time, if I saw things, sometimes I would buy things that I wouldn't normally buy just for the article's sake. And I think that may have influenced why I purchased these at the time. I'm pretty sure I wrote an article up about opening these. And in fact, one of the things I did was, uh, I don't want to use the word tricked, but convinced my son who was 10 years younger than he is now at the time. So he would have been 10 or 11 years old to eat the bubble gum from a pack of trading cards from 1989. The bubble gum in these packages, these trading card packages was never good to begin with, but uh, somehow got worse than that over time. It's very brittle and very dusty. There's that dusty powdery uh, layer that's over the bubble gum for some reason. And it was like eating a hard piece of candy that was yucky. <laughs> that was his review. So, and I ate one with him. I, I thought, you know, what's good for the goose, right? So, so we both ate some. So, but he helped me sort out all the cards and find the numbers of each one. We laid them all face down because, again, on the backs of the cards, as I showed, uh, and I will show you again here, uh, they're, they're numbered. So on the backs, each one of these cards uh, has a, a number. There's number 42, there's number 20, uh, so on and so forth, right? So you can see, uh, uh, based on the numbers, you know, you can put all the cards in order and uh, figure out um, uh, which ones you're missing and which ones you need. So one of the things... I'm just kind of doing a dump off the top of my head about trading cards. But one of the things that I always enjoyed about trading cards is, well, two things. Uh, one was, you know, I mean, 89 might not be the case, but definitely if you go back to Star Wars, per se, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I watched Star Wars and I loved Star Wars. And then that was it. When it left movie theaters, you couldn't see it again. It wasn't on television for a long, long time. It wasn't on VHS for a long, long time, you know? So um, playing cards were a, a way to relive the movie. You know, when you were in school, you could look at these cards and you could go, oh, I remember when that happened, you know? I remember uh, uh, this scene or things like that. Here's a, uh, this card says, wide screen special effects shot and there's uh, it shows the ghostbusters jogger uh, and it tells you a little bit about special effects which is the other thing that i liked about these cards is that they would show you uh, sometimes behind the scenes things they would talk about the making of uh, uh the movie here's another special effects one this says widescreen special effects shot uh spangler under glass and you could see uh uh you know, again, pictures, pictures for the movie. Some of these are vertical. Some of these are horizontal, which makes it uh, kind of a pain in the butt when you put them in uh, one of those display binders, you know, and you have to crank your head <laughs> for every other card. Uh, so ooh, runaway carriage. I think we all know that scene. There's a classic scene there with old Dana. There is no Dana. It's only Zool. And then, boy, look at this. There's a young Bill Murray. Bill Murray is Vinkman, that card says. So anyway, these are um, fun to flip through. 
Uh, as a kid, like I said, number one, when you weren't around the movie, it was a way to enjoy the movie. When you were on the bus, when you were at school, when you were, you know, just hanging out with your friends, you might not have had access to watch Ghostbusters 2 immediately. And so this this was a, would have been a way to do that. You also get behind the scenes information, which I mentioned. Sometimes you get deleted scenes. Uh, there's some definitely some Star Wars trading, trading cards. There's the card where Luke is talking to Biggs at the beginning of the movie, which was cut from the movie. So people oftentimes remember saying, oh, I remember seeing that scene. Well, they don't. What they remember is the card. And in the brain, their their brain has put together that as, as being a scene from the movie. Uh, I'm going to dump these cards out just to show you a couple of extras at the bottom here. Uh, this is uh, one of the sticker cards. So there's a sweet Ghostbusters 2 sticker uh, that I could probably put on something. And then on the back, you can see this is uh, just a little puzzle piece part of a larger puzzle. So if you were to get all of those together, uh, now here's another uh, sticker card, I believe. We've got Bill Murray. We've got all the Ghostbusters here uh, in a uh, kind of outlined. But on the other side is a big picture that shows what, it says uh, collect um, uh, all 10 cards to make this picture. And so it says this is what you're completed blue border picture will look like and uh, it shows you so it's like it's like the picture on the front of a jigsaw puzzle right it shows you um, what the actual thing is going to look like here's another um, sticker and this sticker is uh, just a weird looking ghost guy so there you go lots of uh, oh and how can we not show this one this is a very uh stylized cartoon version of Slimer uh, as he appears in the movie. So uh, Ghostbusters 2 cards. I have a zillion of these cards. I don't know what to do with them. I've thought about selling the packs on eBay. It looks like, I mean, I, I looked last night and uh, I saw unopened, some unopened packs going for one cent with $6 shipping. So that tells me, you know, the, the cards and the shipping together would be about $6. I saw some for 2 or $3 with 2 or $3 shipping. So that kind of seems like the range. Doesn't really seem worth my time to list a bunch of uh, individual packs of Ghostbusters 2 trading cards. Uh, I don't know what the shipping would actually be. Probably a couple bucks. So uh, $4 times all these. I don't know. I'd rather give them to somebody <laughs> that wants them. So that's probably what will happen at some point in time. But uh, anyway, all these Ghostbusters 2 cards, I I've got to find a place to put them other than my main desk drawer. They can't live there and they can't live here on my desk, which is where they've been living for the past couple of days. So I will find a new spot for them. And again, I don't... Uh, this is not something where I don't get a whole lot of, I think it's neat that these are unopened, but, it, but it doesn't bring me huge waves of nostalgia. And so, uh, you know, I think they're interesting, but really what I wanted was a set of the cards. And so I got a set of the cards and this is the aftermath, uh, of assembling the set of cards. The last thing I will say is that when my family and I were on vacation several years ago in Louisville, Kentucky, we went to the, Tops 
uh, card museum, which is located inside the Louisville Slugger Museum. So we went to the Louisville Slugger Museum where they showed you how they make baseball bats and the evolution of baseball bats. And that was all interesting. I'm not a huge sports guy, but anything like that is interesting. I think if you go in with the right mindset, but in a small, smaller area inside that building is also the Topps Card Museum. And they had the history of Topps cards. They had all sorts of examples of Topps cards. And then they had some movie memorabilia with those cards. So, for example, they had a lot of Star Wars cards, but they also had one of Luke Skywalker's prop lightsabers from the movie and one of, I think, either Princess Leia or Han Solo's blasters on display. So that was neat. But Topps has made lots and lots of trading cards, not just sports cards over the years. They made, they had Superman uh, trading cards there on display and they had a suit from the super, the original Superman movie as original from the, the late seventies uh, Superman movie. They had uh, a, a clown, a homie, the clown jean jacket that was worn in living color. I guess they made some living color uh, trading cards and they also made Smurf training cards and they had some original drawings and cells on display from the Smurf. So it was very, if you were into eighties pop culture, it was very, very cool museum to walk. Through. I mean, you could see everything there in half an hour or less, but it was, it was a fun walk around. And the reason I mentioned that is because obviously if you look at these unopened cards right there next to uh, the Ghostbuster or the uh, ghost from Ghostbusters, you can see the tops logo right there on the front. So this is another great line of tops cards. And for those of you watching the video, I will show you my t-shirt that I'm wearing, which is a vintage style Ghostbusters t-shirt. Now this is obviously the Ghostbusters logo from the original movie, not part two, which is differentiated. I think most people know because he is giving the peace sign or number two sign in Ghostbusters 2, so they updated the logo for that. So I'm just wearing a Ghostbusters 1 t-shirt, but what are you going to do? <laughs> it's a pretty good connection. So uh, that's pretty much uh, what I was going to talk about today is these Ghostbusters 2 cards. Again, I have the complete set over there. I have a large box of... Uh, there's probably another complete set in, in this box. And then all these unopened packs. I'm not a huge collector of trading cards. I have Star Wars cards. I have Ghostbusters 2 cards, and I may have a few random cards. Maybe, I don't know, Dukes of Hazard. maybe? So, I don't know. I have some a couple other cards I've picked up over the years, but uh, um, it's, not, it's not a big thing. As a kid, I didn't collect the cards. I would buy the cards and look through them, but I didn't obsess with getting them all at the time, so um, uh, I think my interest today it's kind of related to that. So anyway, other episodes of Rando Rob are coming this week. You can watch them, the videos online. If you go to youtube.com and go to forward slash Rob O'Hara, there's a playlist for Rando Rob. You can check them out there. If you want to listen to the audio versions, you can find those on podcast.robohara.com. I've been having a little bit of trouble with slow downloads on my web host, which is at HostGator. So they've rebooted the server. I think that may have fixed the problem. Uh, I also updated all the links in the database to every show to reflect HTTPS instead of HTTP. So Chrome, Google Chrome, and some of the other browsers have recently stopped 
uh, allowing people to download links from HTTP. So I have retroactively changed the link in every podcast post on all of those posts to HTTPS. Hopefully that doesn't create new problems and that solves uh, this old one that is happening. So anyway, uh, thanks as always for listening to or watching Rando Rob, if you want more behind the scenes stuff of what's going on or what's going on with podcasts or whatever, you can always go over to patreon.com forward slash Rob O'Hara and find out more there or follow my blog on robohara.com or follow me on Twitter at Commodore or follow me on Instagram at Big Rob's Van. It turns out that's all I do. Social media. <laughs> Talk to you guys soon.